You're with Julian on the Brano and a re- retrospective review of Dead Man's Shoes, which has got some attention recently. And I think I might have reviewed it right at the start of this show back in 2004. Um, it's not quite 20 years old, so I was curious. It's, it, I saw it crop up in a few articles retrospectively. And it's Shane Meadows, a fascinating British director, most noted for the film This Is England. Um, and his take on Northern England and sort of like subculture, poverty, racism, uh, barbarism in, you know, very working class Northern English environments. The Summers Town was set in London. Um, and mainly since then, other than the Lee Donkin Scorsese hilarious short film, probably about an hour long that he did, which is fantastic, he's not really done any more feature films. He's been more noted for following up This Is England with um, This Is England 86 in 2010, 88 in 2011, and uh, This Is England 90 in 2015. Um, all acclaimed TV series following on from his most famous film, which was about the rise of um, fascism. He uh, showed these English boys that were deeply into ska music, uh, which is what the original skinheads were, in the UK, you know, they were deeply into black culture, uh, deeply anti-racist. And then the, you can see like Thatcherite Britain coming through and some of these skinheads pairing off and joining far-right groups. And it all ends horribly. But his real big breakthrough, other than um, not the not brilliant but still very interesting A Room for Romeo Brass in 1999 was Dead Man's Shoes in 2004. And it's a film that has... I think grown in stature. It's a brilliant film, but it's also one that's very relatable to toxic masculinity and also, you know, bullying. Uh, Shea Meadows made this really good point in relation to the film, which was that people often regard big cities as being these places of barbarism and brutality and violence and threats. And it's actually the smaller towns which are much worse, he says, you know, because you've got one station or one place to go and you might have someone on your back for 10 years of your life. And, <clears throat> excuse me, having a coughing fit. And I remember I, I grew up in East Ham and moved to Chelmsford in Essex, which was then a, a, you know, a, small, a, a big small town. And it was very much like that, you know, to walk home from the pub, you'd, have to run the gauntlet of these people that would always be there hanging out on the streets looking for people to beat up. It was a much harder environment to hide than going and living in a big city. Dead Man's Shoes, um, I don't know the exact town it's set in. It's, a, it's a, again, a nondescript, relatively small town starring Paddy Considine and it, uh, it immediately starts with a very ominous dark psychological opening and you find out that Paddy Considine's been in the army and he's um, now very very upset that his mentally disabled brother played in his film debut by Toby Kebble who's been excellent in many films was harangued to his death by the group of Moody's that ran the town's drug trade and, the, you know, standing on street corners selling drugs, selling them in the pubs, um, big-time petty criminals, and they'd taken his brother under his wing, under their wing, while he was, Paddy Considine was in the army. 
But Toby Kebbell was um, a bit simple. And they abused the living hell out of him to the point where he ends up taking his own life. Paddy Considine comes back as the avenging angel of death, seeking the people who were responsible one by one as he goes through the lists of these brilliantly portrayed uh, people like Gary Stretch, who's been in quite a few films. So we get like the the, the chavs on the corner, little kids selling drugs who are like in their you know, early 20s up to the... The people with the home and the the middle class life who are still their bosses, uh, and we go through the film paints um, Paddy Considine's devastating gas mask wearing, relentless tirade of violence against them, whilst they map out uh, like at the same time the life that Toby Kebble, his brother, had, and the bullying he suffered from these people all happening sort of conjoined at the same time as we build up to you finally finding out what happened to the Toby Kebbell character. Um, Paddy Considine's never been better. He's a brilliant actor that has been totally underused. Every now and again he will crop up in a major project, but he's never been better than this film. He can be a very funny actor, but here he plays a very dark, ominous man driven to a tortured path of destruction um i this is a spoiler but the film really does relate to toxic masculinity uh, mistreatment of women happens in this film but also the fact that paddy considine regards his brother as an embarrassing idiot is such an important point in the film it's not just about him getting revenge for what happened to his brother, but because of the offence to him. He also, it's inferred, would mistreat his brother and regarded his brother as an idiot and an embarrassment. It's more the offence to him than any love towards his brother. And it's this underlying torrent of toxic masculinity that drives the entire film that really does make it relevant to today, I think. Um, it's really well shot. It's like horribly, darkly, grimly urban and uh, north of England. And most of the people in it are very, very good at their... They just... They, they feel like, they, you know, Cinema Verite, they've caught these scumbags just on cameras on walls in their home. Um, but it is totally under... The whole film is like the buttressed by this intensely strong performance by Paddy Considine and the brilliant screenplay and writing and direction from Shane Meadows, which is a, a, makes the film, I feel, a masterpiece. I would have given it a rave review on release. I think it's only grown in stature. It's a terrific, dark psychological thriller about both the horrors of very working-class Northern England and of toxic masculinity. I'm going to give Dead Man's Shoes a 9 out of 10.